0: Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 197 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Luke chapter 14 and our focus is on the cost of following Jesus, rewards in heaven and not on earth, and... Does Jesus, like, literally want us to hate our fathers and mothers? Now, you might think that's a crazy question until we get to our passage and he tells us to do just that. What gives? Well, hang on, and we'll talk about that. Before we do, allow me to point you to our website, Bible2021.com. You can check out show notes there. You can ask questions, leave comments and you can subscribe to the show. Of course, you can also search for Bible 2021 podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and other places. But if you're looking for a one stop shop to find everything related to the show, just check out that website, Bible2021.com. So, ouch. Uh, Luke 14 doesn't just sting, it kind of hurts. Uh, It hurts the first world understanding that many have of following Jesus merely for forgiveness, entrance into heaven, and blessing. You're not going to find a whole lot of preachers talking the way Jesus does here in Luke 14 on Sunday morning because Jesus doesn't pull any punches at the end of this chapter. Now, before we go there, we do have a couple of teachings of Jesus on humility, both of which are very practical and also quite eye-opening. Uh, and also, maybe there's more underneath than what appears first on the surface. First, says Jesus, don't take a place of honor when you are invited to an event or party. Instead, take the lowest place, and when you do, the one who invited you will elevate you in front of everybody else. Well, on the surface, this honestly seems a little bit cagey of Jesus, almost like sort of a party life hack. But I think this goes well beyond just giving us some advice when we go to parties. And by the way, I don't know about the experience you have in your country, but I don't think we sit people anymore at parties and get-togethers by order of their rank, except in uh, some pretty unusual situations. So I, I don't think Jesus is telling us, specifically and only how to behave when we go to a party or banquet notice how luke frames this teaching of jesus and when we're going to read luke 14 in a moment it's a parable says Luke. That means a story that's like an illustration and a deeper meaning. In this case, I think Jesus is giving a practical application of a spiritual reality that he has taught on elsewhere and also is a repetition of something God the Father vocalized in the book of Exodus. And we see this at the end of that teaching in Luke 14 11. Jesus says, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So the story Jesus tells us uh, a parable is an illustration of this principle and it doesn't merely mean to take a low seat at a party you're invited to but I think it also means live your life in such a way that you are humbling yourself in every situation not being entitled Not being presumptuous, but walking in humility. This is the Jesus way that we're taught to live. Now, his next teaching also seems like a parable of sorts. On the surface, Jesus teaches us to, when we're having a party, to invite people who can't return the favor, who, who can't invite us back, who can't feed and entertain us. And that's a pretty unusual teaching at first glance. Uh So Jesus, you're telling us when we have a party, don't invite anybody we like, don't invite our friends or family or whatever. But I think the point of what Jesus is teaching us here is focused on eternal reward. And again, I think we're dealing with a parable and the point of the parable is beautiful. It's important. And here it is, Do good, give, include, befriend, and invite those who can't pay you back in any way. Give of yourself, sacrifice on behalf of those kind of people. Now, practically speaking, that seems like tough advice to follow sometimes, but Jesus gives a beautiful reason for doing so. When we serve, invite, befriend, help, and include those who can't pay us back, we're storing up treasure and rewards in heaven, where they will never decay or fade away or will lose them. We'll never lose them because they're stored in the perfect place of eternity. Well, let's go ahead and read our passage and then consider the cost of following Jesus. Luke chapter 14, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. One Sabbath, when he went to eat at the house of one of the leading Pharisees, they were watching him closely. There in front of him was a man whose body was swollen with fluid. In response, Jesus asked the law experts and the Pharisees, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they kept silent. He took the man healed him and sent him away. And to them he said, which of you whose son or ox falls into a well will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? They could find no answer to these things. He told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they would choose the best places for themselves. When you were invited by someone to a wedding banquet, don't sit in the place of honor because a more distinguished person than you may have been invited by your host. The one who invited both of you may come and say to you, Give your place to this man, and then in humiliation you will proceed to take the lowest place. But... When you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when the one who invited you comes, he will say to you, friend, move up higher. You will then be honored in the presence of all the other guests, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. He also said to the one who had invited him, when you give a lunch or dinner, don't invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors, because they might invite you back and you would be repaid." On the contrary, when you host a banquet, invite those who are poor, maimed, lame, or blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. When one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is the one who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then he told him, A man was giving a large banquet and invited many. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who were invited, Come, because everything is now ready." But, without exception, they all began to make excuses. The first one said to him, I've bought a field and I must go out and see it. I ask you to excuse me. Another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to try them out. I ask you to excuse me. And another said, I just got married and therefore I'm unable to come. So the servant came back and reported these things to his master. Then in anger, the master of the house told his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the city and bring in here the poor, maimed, blind, and lame. Master, the servant said, What you ordered has been done, and there's still room. Then the master told the servant, "'Go out into the highways and hedges and make them come in, so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, not one of those people who were invited will enjoy my banquet.' Now great crowds were traveling with him, so he turned and said to them, "'If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple.' Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, wanting to build a tower, doesn't first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, after he's laid the foundation and cannot finish it, all the onlookers will begin to ridicule him, saying, This man started to build and wasn't able to finish. Or what king going to war against another king will not first sit down and decide if he has able with ten thousand to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000. If not, while the other is still far off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. In the same way, therefore, every one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. Now salt is good, but if salt should lose its taste, how will it be made salty? It isn't fit for the soil or for the manure pile. They throw it out. Let anyone who has ears to hear listen. So, hey, why is Jesus talking about us hating our fathers and mothers? Doesn't he otherwise teach us to love, honor, obey, and, you know, do good to our fathers and mothers? And the answer is, of course, he does. So, What gives here? And I think we're dealing with yet another parable, a teaching that goes beyond the surface to illustrate a critically important truth. And Pastor Tim Keller gives us an excellent and succinct explanation of this particular teaching of Jesus. He says, Jesus turns to a crowd and says, if anyone wants to have anything to do with me, you have to hate your father, mother, wife, and children, brother, and sister, and even your own life, or you cannot mean be my disciple. That's what it means to follow. Hate? What? Of course, because Jesus actually says a number of places, you're not even allowed to hate your enemies. Then what in the world is he talking about here with father and mother, etc.? And here's what he's saying. He's not calling us to hate actively. He's calling us to hate comparatively. Here's what he's saying. He says, I want you to follow me so fully, so intensely, so comprehensively, so supremely, so emotionally, so enduringly, That all of the other attachments in your life look like hate by comparison. Jesus says, if you ever say, I'll follow you if... What's on the other side of that if is your real master, your real goal. And Jesus says, I will not be a means to an end. I will not be yours used. If you're going to follow me, I must be the goal, Jesus is saying. Don't come to me because I'm relevant. Don't come to me because you think I'll make you a better person. Don't come to me because you think I'll make you happy. He says, I will be relevant. I'm the most relevant. I'm the most fulfilling and the most bettering thing in the universe. But I won't be to you if you come to me for those things. If you come to me to make you feel better, I won't make you feel better if you come to me For me to make you happy, I won't make you happy. Come to me because I'm your true king. Come to me because I'm the true king you've been looking for in everything else. Come to me because I am all a burning joy and strength. Come to me because I am your true Lord, your true life, your true way, your true end. Amen. Something to ponder there. Well, let's close with our Bible memory verse for the month of July. It's from the sixth chapter of Luke, Luke 6, 47 through 48. Jesus says, I will show you what someone is like who comes to me. Here's my words and acts on them. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the river crashed against that house and couldn't shake it because it was well built. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.